Welcome to Heated Waves. I'm Mr. Bradstone, a.k.a. Mr. Bradley. I'm here with my longtime friend, great co-host, none other than at bat T-Ball. Hey, guys. Like we said, like we posted, uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Going to make our picks. Round one. Going to get these knocked out. Definitely out of the park here. And we're going to, how many games we think it'll be as well. Give a little insight on it and uh, start with the West. Yep, starting with the West. Warriors versus the Clippers. Number one seed versus the eight seed. In which an eight seed, keep in mind, has never made it to conference finals or finals ever in the history. if you're picking the Clippers, (laughs) you're probably not making the right choice. It's going to be a hell of a game to have to pick against. Um, Speaking of the Clippers, they have lost the last three of the four games uh, that they played against the Warriors. They actually won the very first matchup, but uh, only because the Clippers at the time had a whole different, you know, team out on the floor. They had Tobias Harris, and uh, they basically traded everybody away at the deadline, and they're basically stuck with Patrick Beverly, who's... Nobody. I mean, he sucks offensively, but defensively, he's kind of a big threat for uh, Curry. So, look for that. Um, But other than that... It's a good matchup. I mean, the Warriors... I hear the Warriors have a little, you know, locker room drama going on. I'm sure they're going to get through that. But um, they actually blew through the Clippers last week. It was like 131 to 104. So, it wasn't too long ago that they played. So, in in this matchup here, I had the Warriors winning four games to one. Yeah, I was pretty much the same way. I figured five games. Uh, they'll probably lose one in L.A. Yeah, I figured if they're going to win that one, it's definitely going to be at home. It's just the things I look for at this game and the reason why, obviously, I picked the Warriors one time. They're double, you know, back-to-back champs. It's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to ever bet against that. Seems like uh, seems like it's very hard to just go ahead and bet against that. Not only that, they just have a better squad. Oh, yeah, because, by far. But anyway, they're just... They're not a powerhouse like the Warriors are going to be. They're not going to have a real good chance to even surpass that. I mean, I'm looking at stats here. Kevin Durant has shot at least 50% from the field in each of his last seven seasons. Yeah. So good luck guarding him. I've already said he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Even over my man Giannis right now. But that's only because Giannis isn't, you know, he can't just pull up anywhere from three and shoot it in your face like Durant can. So that's that's pretty much my only argument. He can do everything else Durant can. Same height, all yeah. that stuff. Bring it down, switch hands, all that. But I just I feel like Kevin Durant is too big of a threat. There's no one that's on this Clippers team that's going to guard him. And then you got to look out for the other guys. you got, obviously, Clay Thompson. Everybody's a threat. Right. And, and well, Bobby. the way they swing the ball around, they just, Steve Kerr is a great coach. The Warriors, by far, are the best team in the West, in my opinion. Um, they're basically going to be a dynasty, if not considered one already. But there is something to look forward to for being a Clippers fan coming into this game. They are ranked second in the NBA in three-point percentage at 38.8%, basically 39% second coming into that game. And you're going to need that shooting you know, lights out from three like – like the uh, Warriors do. I mean, that's all they really do constantly on people. Yeah, and the good thing Clippers got going for them is everybody's healthy, but uh, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. And like I said at the beginning, if you got two different teams out on the floor, you trade everybody away, you got a whole new ball game. you got to coach a little differently. you got to make some decisions um, on and the And I don't think fly. you're ready playoff time to right. face a team first round just right out the gates of Warriors team. 
I mean, yeah, if you're, you're in the playoffs, usually the first team you don't want to play is the best team in the whole damn league. So, And then go back to to the Durant thing. I think he's probably the biggest threat in this whole the playoffs anyways because especially this year, he actually has 457 assists, which is his single-season career best, surpassing 445 in 2013-14. You can so, also look at it like this. The Clippers were 48 and 34 and the Warriors are 57 and 25. Right. And 8 and or 8 and 2 in the last 10 games and the Clippers are 6 and 4 in the last 10. So we'll go to go to the home. What's the home records? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is their uh, home records? Golden State Warriors are pretty damn good. They're 30 and 11 at home, so you trying to come in there being a Clippers, it's going to be tough to come in there and feet. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers, and they, they just don't look good on the road. They're 22 and 19. So they're going to have to do some work. They're going to have to show us that second. Barely over 500. Yeah. They're going to have to show their second in the NBA in three-point percentage if they want to show up to this game. <laughs> Needless to say. They need to do something. Best thing I can tell them to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to move on to the next game? I have the Nuggets, number two seed versus yeah. the number seven Spurs, which was going to be a pretty interesting game here. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw something as of like two days ago. The Nuggets were on like a 15 and 0 run. Yeah, they're just they're a sneaky team with, and, and to me, they're not even really that you know well known house name players on their team. If that makes sense. Yeah, they have no like just straight ballers out there. I mean, they got a few guys here and there. Um, posted a hell of a record this regular season of 54 and 28 at home 34 and 7. That's what I love. And you have to come in there, being a Spurs team, and try to dethrone them at home, only losing seven of 41 games. Yeah, I mean the Spurs. If you look at it like this, the Spurs have the history. They have Popovich. They have Lamarcus Aldridge, who will do work. Uh, DeRozan, of course. Um, you know, for us pretty decent Spurs team who I think was 48 and 34 um, getting the number seven seed I mean obviously there's some tough teams ahead of them but this Nuggets team is uh, a 50 50 game winners they were dealing with a lot of injuries at the beginning of the season uh, I know they have all their starters healthy now um, and of course that Russian dude Nikola Djokovic Jokic? Yeah. However you pronounce his last name, he, he balls out. He's so. hitting on all cylinders. Uh, Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be the factor in that uh, Spurs game. If he gets hot, um, I think he can take them all seven. But in the end, I ended up picking the Nuggets, winning four to three. Yeah, I think it's going to come straight down to what the Nuggets can do at home. They're going to have to get those first two wins. Um, they're really going to have to play really good defense because – like you said, Greg Popovich is the Spurs coach. And even when he doesn't have a strong team, he makes a team a team. Yeah. And he makes them relevant. That's why they're there. He's uh, definitely a great coach. One of the greatest sure. coaches there ever is. And you have to look out for that. You can't just come into the game and think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to beat this guy. Now he'll find ways to beat you. And they probably will. But Denver Nuggets are 5-5 five and five over the last 10. So it kind of scares me a little bit. They got some good shooters. It's just the worst worst thing for the Spurs in general is they're, they're just way down on the ranks. Points per game, 18th. Assists per game, 16th, right there in the middle of the pack. But rebounds per game, you're not going to win games without rebounds, which 20th <laughs> in the league. Uh, um, going to- well, really, as far as big man, 
Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be their guy for the rebounds, and they don't have. He's going to face a tough great... Paul Millsap down there. He's going to face a tough Paul Millsap matchup, but I think you're fair well with that. But like I said, you're facing a team that rebounds ninth best in the league. Yeah. So you, and a team that doesn't miss. Obviously, they're ranked number two in assists, so they don't miss when they do shoot. <laughs> And yeah. when they do miss, you better be there to clean up the board because Nuggets I, are a, a sneaky team, man. They're, you're gonna have to watch for them, uh, especially now since they're all real healthy and real ready to go. I don't remember the last time the Nuggets were actually in the playoffs and they're relevant. Right. Uh, and now they're the number two seed this year. I think maybe the last time was when um, uh, Duke and Dyke Madumbo. Oh, really? he played for him. Yeah, back in those days. Mm. And that was 90s or something, but they, they've never won a championship. Maybe this is the year. Maybe when was his name was there? I couldn't even tell no. you, man. They're just not, they haven't been relevant or in years. Or the dreads. I just, I feel like this Denver team is way better. Obviously, the record stands alone, but all their ranks, they have, you know, three of four categories that you need points per game, assists per game, rebounds per game, and opponents' points per game. They're all in the top 10 in those three categories out of four. And just a way better, younger team, faster, and they're playing at home with the best home record at 34 and 7. Um, I'm going to say six games. They're going to take it six games. Six. Yeah, it's going to be 4 2 Nuggets. I think the Nuggets will win two. It'll go shift back to Spurs. That's when they'll get their two. Yeah. But then they're going to finish it out and win the next two at home and on the road for the Nuggets. Okay. So that's my prediction. But the next round, yeah, maybe a little more shaky for the Nuggets. I think they're good enough to. I think they're very yeah. good enough to. You know, they're very good and they're good enough to beat the Spurs. Let's see, because in that Western Division, let's say the Warriors beat the Clippers. Hypothetically, uh, Nuggets beat the Spurs. They would either play the Trailblazers or the Thunder. And good luck on that matchup. Yeah, and speaking of those two teams, that's my next matchup is the Trailblazers, who are number three seed versus the number six Thunder. They would play the winner of that Spurs and Nuggets. You're looking at a uh, padded stat man on that Thunder's team. And then they just they give no love to Paul George there. All it is, all they've been talking about all season long is, is Russell Westbrook. It's like, um, you know, Paul George is there. Paul George is the other half of the reason why they've been winning all these games. The other half of the reason why they're in the fucking playoffs. Well, and the guy's I think, been going off. I think if you look at the Thunder coming into this playoff round, I think this is going to be the first time if they win, they, they got over that first round, you know, hurdle. Um, you can definitely look for Westbrook and George to come together to try to do that. Um, you know, the Thunder are four and zero against you know the Trailblazers this year already, so. Um, they're all close games, all close games, but they got Lillard and uh, McCollum over there. They're going to have to get real big if they want to take this. Um, I think it's a pretty tough Thunder team. I think it is. the Thunder have what it takes. I actually picked the Thunder to win four to their two. Yeah, see, I think this is going to be one of them games. Well, I think this is going to be one of Because you think series. Westbrook went hard in the season? He's definitely going to go hard now. Oh, well, that may be his downfall. He may try harder than what he should be in Good. the playoffs, start ball hogging a little bit and other things, you know, because what gets you there is what's got you there now, the way you've been playing, playing at that level and doing everything you do now. And if you change your game up now in the playoffs might not fare well right um i think this is a great matchup i think this is best blazers team we've seen in a long time i uh, couldn't tell you the team. last time really that they've had besides when maybe marcus aldridge was there and they had a good little run a few years back but 
other than that, not since Clyde the Glide was out there, Drexler, but... Uh, or back when Pittman was first there. Four times in the postseason, two and two record, they split the series. Huh. So this is the series that, you know, puts them over the top, I guess. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder had the 16th best record in the league at 12 and 13 since the All-Star break. And uh, that's after closing the regular season on a five-game winning streak. So they got, uh, they're not doing too well with that. 12 and 13 <laughs> after the break yeah, on the that's road. Not, that's not good. Um, I do think they're one of the best teams out here with a one-two punch. And that big man, Steve Adams, down there has been killing it too. Like, I don't even know where that guy's from. He's a big old huge seven-foot, yeah. looks like a Viking. Uh, but with that, the Russell Westbrook and, and Paul George there, I think they're going to beat the Blazers and they're going to overwhelm Damian Lillard. He's he's underrated. He's a baller. He's the reason why this team's in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a big factor for the reason the Trailblazers they get this They may well. get two may get two wins and i don't even know if i want to call two wins but i guess I, I, i'll go with it for uh, they're gonna go four two over them in six games it, it could very well come down to seven games you never know i mean don't i mean you can't really take them lightly either a 50 53 and 29 team versus a 49 and 33 team no they're right there kind of just even dead set Yes, it'll be a tough matchup, but I think the Thunder got it. But here's the reason my but main... The Thunder should have it. Yeah, they beat them four times in the regular season. Yeah, so... 4 no. Yeah. Got to win this one. Got to get it. Good. So, yeah, them Trailblazer and the Thunder game should be a good one. I'll I think every one. matchup here on the West Conference is one of the best... Or just good games. Yeah. Like, it's not as, you know, good in the... Or fair, I should say, in the East, but we'll get there. And the other interesting one here... I have the number four Rockets versus the number five Jazz. One of the best games I think you'll see in the best series. <laughs> I think the Rockets will scrape by. Uh, this is a tough and sneaky Jazz team. The Jazz have a lot of talent. Uh, I just think they don't have enough playoff experience. Um, they got a lot of young talent. So, you know, Harden's going to ball. Um, you I mean think- ball hog? Step back. Well, hey, isolation. That isolation. Is, you know that isolation won't work. <laughs> Not next the series, because my prediction was the Warriors. So if the Rockets win and the Warriors win, they'll play in the next one. And that's and I don't think that ISO is gonna work against that next. If the Jazz, um, you don't want a shot, they're gonna have to tighten up that defense and shut down that isolation. Make Harden pass the basketball. You may have to throw a double team on him. Yeah, work, work some kind of like triangle type defense or some shit. I don't know, but <laughs> Chris Paul's healthy. He's finally healthy in the playoffs. That's going to help them tremendously. Um, so who do you have? You do you have the Rockets winning? You I said have the Rockets by? winning four games to three. Oh, best of seven. Nice. I think it's going to go all seven. I think, like I said, this is the best series of games for the West until the next round. That we'll see at the first round. I think the rest of these games are kind of all, you know, you know who's going to win these games. But this Jazz-Rockets game, you better look out. The Jazz are going to come in and play. They're going to play very well. And I I want I, I want to so hardly pick the Jazz because I think what Harden does does not work in the playoffs. Not even in this round. His huh. isolation, everybody get in my way, everybody move, let me dribble, and do my traveling step back three. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's, so you it didn't work jazz? last year. It didn't work last year. That's the thing. It did not well, work last year. Also a different team on the floor. Now, this is the ninth time the Jazz and Rockets have both made the playoffs uh, and played against each other. And Utah have won five of their uh, first eight matchups. So they're they're coming in hot against them. 
Chris Paul has only played in two of these games in the regular season that they split one and one when he was in there uh, out of the four games that they played. Yeah, was he healthy in time for the playoffs? He is. He's very healthy. Like I said earlier, he's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, Utah is making their third consecutive playoff series and advanced to the semifinals each of the last two seasons. So... They're pretty good. That's why I said you can't count them out. I think, I think it'll go to seven games too. The only the Jazz only finished like three games behind the Rockets. So I just think the Jazz are like you said, too young and inexperienced. Don't have a good enough coach. Harden knows what he's doing, but I think that can kill him. It's, it may lose if they lose this the series. It's because he's ball hogging too much. But I'm gonna go ahead and pick the safe pick and go what ahead. If with they the lose, Rockets. And he doesn't ball hog. Then. He gave the, his best shot, and the Jazz are just better. Well, then could you say he should have ISO'd more? No. <laughs> he he shoots tremendously too many times compared to everybody else I've ever seen I this see. year, especially. He blows everybody. Hell, he was at one point, I think at the All-Star break, he, was, he had shot 300 more shots than the next guy in the NBA. Like, he's number one, and the next guy close to was like 300 shots down. I'm like, good God. Yeah. And they said Kobe shot a lot, but... Shit, Kobe didn't shoot as much as this motherfucker. He didn't shoot enough. (laughs) But yeah, so I think that's all the teams in the Western, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that should be a good series. So I think we picked all the same teams, didn't we? I'm pretty sure. That's why I said they're just kind of all... So Warriors and Clippers and the Rockets and Jazz are in one um, section here. So I took the Warriors and I took the Rockets. So that means I would have the Warriors and the Rockets in the next round. Is that what you have? Absolutely. Okay, that'll be it. That'll be the probably the best one to watch out of the whole Western Conference. And that's what sucks. I don't want to see them play already. I wish right. they were all the way down at the bottom of the bracket so they wouldn't have to play till like the semifinals or some somebody else. But it knocks a good team off, so one of these Cinderella kind of teams, if you will, could possibly have a shot. Yeah. So the next one would be the Trailblazers and Thunder and the Spurs and the Nuggets. Um, I have the Thunder beating the Trailblazers and the Nuggets beating the Spurs, moving them to play the Thunder versus the Nuggets in the next round. Yep, same as me. Okay. Uh, got the, got the uh, Thunder winning best of seven. And then the next episode will be the other conference. Yep, so keep it locked here. Heated Waves, Easter Conference picks, playoff round one with T-Ball and Mr. Bradstone. We'll be right back. Peace. Welcome back to part two of NBA playoff picks. First round, we're doing the Eastern Conference. Want to start it off, T Ball, with the Milwaukee Bucks and Pistons. Yeah, number one Bucks versus number eight Pistons. Uh, <laughs> the Pistons didn't even finish over 500 at 41 and 41. Um, really, who they got? Blake Griffin, which I really don't understand why Blake Griffin winning. Well, I guess I can't understand money, but what other reason would you have to go over there? Well, he didn't have a choice. If you remember earlier in the season, he got pissed off because he just got randomly traded over there. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. Is that or last season, whichever it was, but he was fucking pissed off and he didn't want to play there, but then he was like, you know what, I'm going to put this team on my back and I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to be the star and that's pretty much what it is, but he's kind of got a bum knee and that doesn't fare well when you got to go against... Giannis attended to Kumpo. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest matchup there, Griffin versus him. Um, that was Blake Griffin was probably the reason they didn't finish under the 500 mark. So no brainer on choosing my MVP candidates team, the Bucks. I have the Bucks sweeping the Pistons for nothing. 
Um, obviously, the East is a little weak with only three teams at that 50-plus win column, but uh, the, the the Pistons finished 19 games back of the Bucks. 19 <laughs> games. Yeah, um, and I'm uh, pretty sure they were 4-0 and against them in the yeah, regular they beat season the, as well. They beat the Pistons four times already this year. So, yeah, I have the Bucks beating them 4 nothing. Yeah, I actually had the same exact thing. Sweep. Yep. Keys to victory here. Get it out. Is man. guarding Giannis, and I don't think there's anybody that can guard him all 94 feet. Uh, like we were just talking about, you got Blake Griffin out there on a bum knee, and then you got Andre Drummond out there. He's big. He's a big man. Yeah, he can guard him down in the paint, but he can't guard him all around the whole court, like I said, 94 feet. Right. This is a very good Bucks team. They're going to be a very good bench team. Yeah. The only problem is they're missing a couple players. Uh, Brogdon and Tony Snell and Nico Nikolai Miritic is out as well for the for the Bucks for that first round and that kind of sucks because that's our big time guys off the bench, but I think Giannis will do his thing and handle him pretty easily. Uh, the Pistons can stay in the series though by shooting three pointers well like they did in the regular season. They actually made two hundred more than opponents that played them. So the three pointers working, um, you better get that locked and loaded, and you better lock down Giannis. But uh, if you have to do that, the only way you can do that is double team in my eyes, and then you double team him. You got a guy wide open. And yeah, it's going to be a shots. lot of rotating. You're going to have to try to put a lockdown on him. Man can shoot free throws, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, he's, he can't, he's like can't pull a hack of shack on him. So that's going to be a tough matchup for the Pistons. Yeah, just try to keep him out there and make him shoot threes is the only thing. I mean, yeah, you can hit him, but not when he's guarded. <laughs> yeah, not as much. 4 0 sweep. I think the Pistons are probably one of the weakest teams there are in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, by far, by the in the whole like uh, bracket here. I think moving on to the Celtics versus Pacers. T ball. Yeah, I have the Celtics winning four games to three. It'll be a close series, um, which is crazy to say because on the Celtics roster here, you got a lot of good names. Looking at a lot of good players on that Celtics team, and for them to still be a number four seed versus number five seed Pacers, it's it's just crazy in my eyes to think the Celtics aren't one of the top teams in the East. Every year. Which they should be. Especially with Jason Tatum. A kid I mean, who came in last year as a rookie and fucking took them almost to the conference finals without uh, guys playing there, Kyrie Irving hurt and stuff like that. I think the Celtics team's going to go pretty far, um, depending on how this bracket's set up just by looking at it. If the Celtics beat the Pacers, they're going to have to play the Bucks. Yeah, and that, that's another thing, like when we were talking about the Western Conference, like, damn it, these two good-ass teams are going to play each other, are going to end up playing each other first, and you don't want to see two of those good teams out powerhouses. You kind of like to see them till the end. But yeah, they're going so. to they're gonna have to do some work once they get past. Pacers are no joke. Right, and that's what I'm saying. You know, they if they can only get past, in my eyes, I'm looking at it, you can only beat the Pacers by one game. What's gonna? How are you gonna fare when you post up against the Bucks? You know, I a mean, healthy Bucks, especially if they are healthy. We'll see what the matchup comes when we do that next bracket. But yeah, I just see a pretty decent Pacers team going against a pretty decent Celtics team, and this probably gonna be one of the best series right now in this round, probably to watch in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, statistically wise and matchup wise. Because uh, really, yeah, every, everything else is kind of Because the like Pacers a, could beat the Celtics. Absolutely. I, I see no doubt in that happening, but statistically, I, I have the Celtics taking the series. I would say game. the best chance they the Pacers would have 
to beat the Celtics in this in a straight up like probably seven game series is what it's probably going to go to, maybe six or seven games is if they had Odalipo back, their star player, yeah. but they haven't had him. But they have played and survived on defense without him. Uh, making they are actually ranked eighth in his absence in defense, defensive terms anyway. So they've been locking down teams, and they can lock down the Celtics easily if they really wanted to, but. At the same time, without that star power and Odalipo, the guy that finishes games and is a pretty good, you know, shooter and stuff. Yeah, you're not probably going to do too well. That's still a big threat not to have out on the floor. Yeah, especially I mean, when you got either team's got the Bucks next. So, and not only that, the Celtics have scored 117 points per game against the Pacers this season in their few games that they played each other. Seven different players for the Celtics had double figures in scoring versus the Pacers, and all of them shot 50 percent or better versus the Pacers in their meetings this year. So it doesn't look well for the Pacers. I got to pick the Celtics. I think they're going to win 4-1. to 4-1. to 4-1. to one. Like, like I said, though, if they would have had Odalipo, I think this would go to seven games. It would be a matchup, and I don't know who would win. Huh. But since he's not there and they're just relying on defense, defense doesn't win you championships in basketball because right. there is no defense in basketball. <laughs> so this isn't the NFL. This isn't the MLB and stuff like that. So – Four to one, Celtics gonna get it. They're just way better, especially once they start clicking with Kyrie and everybody. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention to that one. Another week game, 76ers versus the Nets. Sorry to say that, Simple Man Radio, if you're listening out there. I know <laughs> yeah, you're a Nets, Nets fan. fan. Uh number three, seventy sixers versus number six Nets. Um Embiid, Butler, and Simmons. Embiid alone is going to be hard to stop. Uh, if he's add, if he's healthy, yeah. He, add the other two guys, though. It's a wrap uh, for this series. I'm looking at uh, this 76ers team has a championship caliber type rating at a number three seed. They're sneaky. Yeah, they're very very sneaky. You team. can't forget Tobias Harris. I mean, they just they picked him up earlier this year and to go with Embiid, Simmons, and Butler. Yeah, this is good. Is he six man? I'm pretty sure he's six man. Even if he is, he's coming, coming off the bench, the bench I mean, as a yeah. six-man. Still Kill nice it. to have. And then on the other side of the ball, other than D'Angelo Russell, I don't know who the Nets have really. Um, at 42-40, and 40, a number six seed is pretty generous in this week conference. Um, and D'Angelo Russell is going to be guarding Jimmy Butler like he did the last time. And <laughs> Jimmy's Butler is going to do his thing. I kind of gave the Nets a little more credit than I originally thought but i picked the 76ers to win this series four games to two i think everybody's picking the 76ers they're they just now let's think about this two years ago neither one of these teams they were at the bottom of the league in the east and look what they've done since then drafting you know them going after drafting uh simmons and getting him beat and trading for butler and tobias harris and the nets the nets haven't been relevant since like jason kidd days right since the jason kidd days i mean really uh, but, hey, you never know. This is the playoffs. Things can happen, but I don't see it happening. Just like probably most of the uh, people calling these games. 76ers are going to win this. I think it's a 4-1. to one. I don't think the Nets are going to do very well. They may win one at home. That'll be the one game that I think they win was a game at home. I swear. You only got them 1-1? Only one game, 4-1. to one. I just think when you're at home. That was my original thought. In the playoffs, you're going to get one. you got to get one. You can't lose. You can't get swept in front of you know the first home court. round too. Yeah, in in home court advantage, um, Embiid has had some knee issues. That's the biggest factor here. If Embiid okay. doesn't play, this could be a very even game. We'll give this motherfucker a cortisone shot <laughs> on the floor. Like let's put, let's throw some MLB style shit in there and get well, him going. Let's look at it this way: the 76ers without Embiid this year in 18 games were eight and ten. Because if the 76ers are not 
if when the 76ers beat the Nets and more than likely the Raptors beat the Magic, if the 76ers can beat the Raptors, I see the 76ers playing the Bucks in the, for the Eastern Conference Championship. They played this year just not too long ago, and, and the Bucks and Giannis was beating that ass in that game. He beat uh, and beat well, shot. And beat got him. It might be different. I know. I, I saw in that playoffs, they were going yeah. back and forth a little bit. It's a little it, bit different. It may be different to playoffs. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But Atmosphere. yeah, this this first round here for the 76ers should be a walkthrough. Like I said, I I gave him the Nets a little more credit than I thought. I gave him two games, but one one yeah. and done. They went the one and then they done. Yeah, we'll. Uh, we'll but like see. I said, it's gonna come all down to Embiid because he's the powerhouse. And I'm pretty sure the East only had what three teams that had 50 plus wins. Three or maybe four at the most. And then you got the other three seeds who are like barely over 500 if they're 500 at all. Yeah, this is crazy. But here's the thing: when Embiid was out, the Nets outscored the 76ers in their matchup by 40 points when he sits out. In those 58 minutes he was sitting out, they outscored the 76ers by 40 points. So, you got one positive thing to take out of this if you're Nets fans. Yeah, at least they made the playoffs. <laughs> you could say I that. Mean, When's the last time the 76ers were a number three seed, though? Right. What, since Allen Iverson days? Cause Maybe. Allen Iverson was just beast mode. That's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, 4-1, to one, 76ers, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Embiid, even if he has sit out, I think – if he sits out in any fashion, I think we go back to your pick, four games to two. I think they get two because of his absence. He's yeah. just a, such a threat and presence down there. Yeah, if he if he sits out like more than two, at least half a game, they have a chance of having two Absolutely. games at least. Absolutely. You want to move on to the weakest game of the East, I believe? Number two, Raptors versus number seven, Magic. Yeah, I just, Magic, man. I picked the Raptors to win four games to one. The Raptors at 58-24 this year. Uh, the Six finished only two games back of your Bucks. So, with Leonard over there, they should run right through this Orlando team. They actually have a pretty damn good team. Yeah. The Raptors, they really do. Oh, the Raptors. I yeah, thought yeah, you were yeah. talking no, about the not Magic. magic. No. Oh, yeah, they're not that a, good. <laughs> this is going to be a matchup nightmare for the Magic. That was almost a tongue twister, too. Matchup nightmare? The, the nightmare matchup for the Magic. Oh, yeah, say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try. But uh, Magic haven't made the playoffs. This is the first time they've been in the playoffs since 2012. What have they done since then? Since 2012. Yeah, and I believe that was... Uh, when they had, what's his name? Uh, Dwight Howard. Richard Lewis, that whole squad. Yeah. J.J. Redick, I think, was still over there. I'm pretty sure he was, who is now on the 76 Right, and he's kind of a big factor. Look... The Magic got some things going for them, though. They have went 22-9 and since January 31st, including 11-2 and over their last 13, which helped them pass and get past the Heat and the Pistons in the, to get a higher seed in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, it's only a seventh seed, but they're doing some work. I mean, 22-9 and since January 31st is pretty spectacular, especially 11-2 and over the last 12 or 13 games. So they got some momentum rolling, but I think it comes down to experience. Yeah. And Overall, the Magic have 33 playoff games experience between their guys that and their whole starting five and anybody on their team. And this isn't Leonard's first rodeo either. Absolutely so. not. I mean, they're that was my other side, the flip side to this. The Raptors have 417 games combined, and that's between you know Marcus Saul, Leonard, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and Danny Green. Danny Green's got over 100 games himself, and Serge Ibaka's as well. You got Drake too. 
<laughs> Drake, man, he's always there. Dude, his presence on the side is kind of a big deal. He's always talking yeah, shit. Yeah, they get the first so. two games at the Raptors, and if they win that, they got their be there you know, playoffs. Too. But, yeah, I also picked them four games to one of the five. Uh, they split the regular season matchup two games to two. I just think the Raptors are going to be on a whole nother level here in the playoffs. And when it comes to playoffs, your momentum, everything changes, everything goes up. And that's when and a healthy Kawhi Leonard is a bad Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you gonna, don't want to face him in the playoffs. If they're down at all, expect Leonard to go off. And I think they're going to easily handle this Magic team, uh, even though they're coming in hot. It doesn't matter. Uh, they may have a little bit of. They got that one dude that could just munch like a motherfucker. Can't think of his name for the Magic. Maybe uh, Simple Man Radio, his buddy that is a Magic fan, can tell me who that guy is. Can't think of what his name is. He's a young guy. That's what I got. Four to one. Matt or Raptors over the Magic easily. I think this is kind of an easier side to pick. So recap. Bit. That's me picking the Bucks in a sweeping fashion. T-Ball, would you have him at four and one, or was it a sweep as well for the Bucks? Um, I had the Bucks. I believe being... it was a sweep. Yeah, the Bucks sweeping the Pistons. Easily, I think that's the worst team in this whole playoffs right now. And then, of course, the next game, Celtics and Pacers. I picked a uh, four to two Celtics, I believe. I picked a four to three Celtics. Nope, I picked four to one. Four to one without you had Odalipo. Celtics four to one, huh? Yep. Oh, without Odalipo, and then of course the 76ers and Nets. I picked four to one again. 76ers are going to take that one. Yeah, it gave the Nets an extra game four to. Yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Embiid's injury and his possible then, time yeah. sitting out. I only had the uh, Magic. Taking one game on the Raptors, so I have the Bucks and the Celtics, and then the 76ers playing the Raptors. Yep, and those next rounds should be the shit. I mean, think about I that. Think we're Bucks gonna, and Celtics. We're gonna differ a little bit on that East Coast. I can probably guarantee. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup to pick anyway, especially yep. if the Bucks and Celtics win. 76ers and Raptors. That's that's amazing, amazing uh, seven game series right there. See these this first round, they're not gonna be so great. As far as the East Coast, because I think the West Coast, you might see some surprises. Yeah, maybe. there's some better matchups there. But the, in the East Coast, this first round is going to be boring. But the next round from there on after should be real entertaining. Absolutely. This is when basketball actually start getting good. Yep, and uh, stay tuned for that. We'll make those picks that next round. And thanks for listening to this part of uh, second part of Eastern Picks for the NBA playoffs. I'm Mr. Brad Stone. I'm T-Ball. And this is Heat of Waves. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.